0: The following podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: When most people think of a witch, they envision an ugly old woman with a pointed nose and a broomstick. Not only do most view a witch's appearance in a negative light, we also believe witches to be evil. I guess it's human nature to fear the unknown. Though the history of witches will shed light on the unknown. In this two-part episode, we will discuss the history of witches. Witches who commit crimes, and who will actually meet two real life good witches in person you're listening to unexplained realms the podcast i'm your host Anne, joined by producer and co-host eddie v
0: hang on to your broomsticks folks we are about to explore the world of witchcraft
1: There is no specific date that we can trace back the history of witches. Though it seems the earliest reference was in the Bible. The book of Samuel. Some believe this was written between 931 B.C. and 721 B.C. In the book of Samuel, it states King Saul sought the help of the Witch of Endor to summon Samuel to help defeat the Philistine army. In the 5th century AD, the very influential theologian St. Augustine of Hippo argued that witchcraft itself was an impossibility. He believed God was superior within the universe and left Satan and witches powerless. He believed the Pagan's belief was an error and encouraged the Church to not pay any mind to spellcasting or who was practicing witchcraft. I know you're already wondering, what exactly is a Pagan? The word pagan is derived from the Latin word paganus. With a rough translation, it means an area outside the city, uh, small villages talked away from the busyness of the city. Or for lack of better words, country folk. As Christianity spread, those who didn't believe in God were labelled pagans. Paganism is often referred to as an umbrella term. As it describes multiple religious and spiritual beliefs, Pagan belief systems are often constructed using the ancient belief systems such as Hellenism, which is a polytheistic religion that believes the gods are never changing, eternal. Some pagan belief systems are created by the Celtic Reconstructionism, or the living religion heathenry. No matter the belief system, it falls completely outside of Christianity, Judaism, or Hinduism, or even Buddhism.
0: So basically, anyone who didn't worship a certain way were labeled as pagans. And depending on their practices, possibly
1: labeled a witch. Yeah, basically... So by the seventh through ninth century, the church began to push lawmakers to create an anti-witchcraft law. Witchcraft now became a crime against humanity and God. In 744, a council created a list of superstitions that were now prohibited and punishable crimes. It included sacrifices of saints and required that demons be renounced. It also discussed a baptism ceremony that would include the Norse gods, Thor and Odin. Some of this was brought on by medieval lore that stated that the Tempestari had control over the weather. The Tempestari were weather-making magicians who lived among others but had the ability to create storms as well as stop or prevent them. In 815 AD, Bishop Agobard of Lyon wrote a piece called On Hail and Thunder. It was about the tempestari. The bishop didn't believe the Tempestari had any power. But villagers would often pay the Tempestari, like a form of storm insurance, Um, though if the Tempestari failed to prevent the storm, the village would victimize or kill them. As we came closer to the 13th century, witchcraft was believed to be practices that used spells ointments, and other supernatural healing techniques. Even including seeing the future through clairvoyance was considered witchcraft. By this time, the Christian believers branded witchcraft as a form of demon worshipping. In 1208, Pope Innocent III allowed an attack on a group of heretics. A heretic is a person who differs in opinion from established religious dogma. This particular group believed in both God and Satan, as well as the two entities both had power and were both at war with each other. With the church continuously attacking this group, the public began to perceive Satan as a powerful evil source. Later in 1273, a Dominican monk named Thomas Aquinas stated that demons roamed the earth and would reap the sperm of men and spread it to women. This linked witchcraft and sex. I think your
0: statement earlier about fearing the unknown is definitely what happened here. As
1: it appears, anything outside of Christianity is labeled witchcraft. Exactly. So, by the 1400s, witch trials erupted in Europe. During the trials, extreme torture was being inflicted on those believed to be practicing witchcraft, magical pacts, or demon-driven sexual misconduct. The torture led to confessions that were mind-blowing. Some would actually admit to flying around on poles or attending ceremonies that Satan himself led in the form of a goat. Some even stated that they kissed Satan's anus as a display of their loyalty. If kissing the devil's ass doesn't show loyalty, I don't know what does. Most would just admit to casting spells on their neighbors, bringing on storms or having sex with animals. This would be when witchcraft officially became a crime. In Germany 1484, Pope Innocent stated that there was Satanists in Germany who were meeting with demons and casting spells to destroy crops. He also believed their spells were to abort infants and possibly even cast those spells on officials. Obviously, this statement fueled the trials further. By the 1500s, it was full on hysteria. Mass executions began taking place. 500 accused witches had been burned to death in Geneva, Switzerland. And just nine years later, Como, Italy performed a thousand executions. From 1500 to 1660, Europe executed between 50,000 to 80,000 accused witches. The majority? All women.
0: So crazy, so many crazy reasons why they believed and executed the accused. For example, King James VI of Scotland was to marry Prince Anne of Denmark. But Anne's voyage to Scotland encouraged a strong storm and she had to take refuge in Norway. He ended up traveling to her and they had their wedding at Kronberg Castle in Denmark. On their voyage back to Scotland, they encountered another storm. The ship's captain blamed it on witches. Once in Scotland, King James received the confession from six Danish women who claimed they caused a storm that disrupted his
1: voyage. Yeah, that became the largest witch hunt in British history. King James ordered dozens of witches to be burned at the stake Later, in the mid-1600s, France had their witch hunt. And by 1682, England had executed its last witch and became more peaceful. Though an outbreak of hysteria over witches began in 1692 in Salem, Massachusetts. There's no known reason as to why Salem began their witch trials. At that time, Christian believers were very fearful of the devil, and they were fearful he would find ways to destroy them. This kept them in a constant state of fear and unaccepting of any non-believers of Christianity. More than 200 people were accused of witchcraft, and 20 were executed to think it all started
0: with some silly young girls playing a fortune-telling game after the game it is said that the girls began behaving strangely suffering fits hiding under furniture and some contorting in pain with a fever the craziest part of this is that some of these girls weren't even looked at for a medical condition Modern theories suggest they may have had epilepsy, mental illness, or a common disease back then was brought on by eating rye with fungus.
1: Very sad. In the early 20th century, secret covens in England would practice a form of Wicca. Later in the 1950s, it was popularized and much more accepted. By the 1960s, it had spread to the United States, and by 1970 in the United States, witchcraft was pretty mainstream. Books, movies, and open practices were occurring.
0: Well, maybe by the 1950s through the 70s, it was a bit more mainstream in the United States. But over in South Africa, they passed the Witchcraft Suppression Act three of 1957. They prohibited certain activities related to witchcraft.
1: Yeah, in various countries, there are different forms of witchcraft, too. Um, Remember in episode one, we talked about balo? Oh, yeah. And that originated in the Congo, but was practiced in Mexico. Oh, and we can't forget about Santeria. Um, oh, yeah. It's a polytheist belief and revolves around deities. Popular all over Latin America. Kind of like the Catholic saints, you know. Um, they were called Origa, and it is said that each human has a personal link to a particular orca that influences their personality.
0: Wow, very interesting.
1: I would say we should leave this to the realms of the unexplained, but we actually don't have to. In the second part of this episode, we will discuss those who use witchcraft as an excuse to commit crimes. And then we'll go on to meet two amazing modern witches in their very own shop.
0: If you're new... You can visit us at UnexplainedRealms.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And don't forget to smash those like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And don't forget to hit the show notifications button on Spotify so you get reminders when we drop a new episode. Don't forget to click on our sponsor's links when visiting UnexplainedRealms.com with a variety of brands and products to choose from and the most exclusive deals just for you.
1: Support for this podcast comes from Anchor.fm and V Media Studios.